Welcome to the Thinking Like a Boss podcast. I'm your host, Kate Krocko, author, therapist, and business mindset coach. In just 20 minutes a week, I'm going to coach you to your breakthrough, whether you're folding laundry, walking the dog, or in the school pickup line. It's hard to chase your dreams, chase clients, and chase littles at the same time. Your inner critic doesn't have to hold you back anymore. Together, we'll make you the boss of your brain so you can become the confident boss of your business and your life. Ready for your weekly mindset makeover? Let's turn your limiting beliefs into limitless opportunity starting now. Welcome to episode 189 of the Thinking Like a Boss podcast. I know it's been a while since we've recorded anything here, and frankly, the reason why I'm recording this is not really for the podcast, but it's for all of our Spark sisters who were not able to see each other last night. So I know I've shared on the podcast a while back, probably the last time I recorded, um, that myself and three friends have started a gathering, a monthly gathering called Spark. And we've been getting women of faith together um, to talk about Jesus and to encourage one another and have community and build friendship. And unfortunately, we've had some illnesses with kiddos. And last night we had to cancel our meeting, which was so disappointing because We really look forward to these nights and we pour a lot of our heart and soul and our time into planning them. So I figured I was supposed to be hosting last night. Um, Why not record what I was going to talk about and have it do double duty, put it on the podcast so that others can hear this um, encouragement and um, be able to share it with other people because... Um, So much of what we talk about should be shared because we all need a little more encouragement these days, don't we? So without further ado, let's get started. So I'm just going to very quickly read to you what Spark is for those of you who are listening and you're like, huh, what is that? I have no idea. Is this something new? So Spark is a movement of women with the heart for Jesus, passionately igniting the hearts of women in the Hudson Valley. So if you live in the Hudson Valley area of New York, please reach out because we would love to see you. I'd love to be able to give you a hug in person and um, be able to have you join this group of ours. It's free. There's um, no need to bring anything. Like We just want you to come and to receive And each month we gather in community to fellowship, to worship, delve deeper into his word and encourage you through relevant topics and discussions. We seek to pour into one another through small groups and of course pray for you so we can align our spiritual gifts to advance his kingdom. As a busy mom, aunt, student, grandma, or career-driven woman, we can become entrenched in the day-to-day routine, missing the abundant opportunities God has in store. As the founders of Spark, we're deeply moved by the realization that despite the interconnectedness of the Hudson Valley, many women still experience profound loneliness and yearn for genuine community. We love to have fun and do life in community. 2 Timothy 1 encourages us to fan into a flame the spiritual gifts bestowed upon us by God. We understand that without frequent refueling and rekindling, a fire will lose its spark. 
Thus, we embrace the responsibility to serve as each other's fanning support through fellowship, prayer, encouragement, and challenging one another to venture deeper into our spiritual journeys. This is the essence of Spark of the Valleys, a community where women of all generations rekindle and empower one another, equipping them to share their God-given gifts with those who need Christ the most. We pray that these nights will set a fire in your soul to spark in someone else's. Now, we know that each and every one of you have a gift to share. You have encouragement to share. You have a story to share. And that's what this is about, is we want to encourage you and equip you to be able to go out there and to use those gifts that God's given you. So each month we meet at a home or some type of location and um, first we do like two, one to two worship songs and then we share a little message and I have a message I want to share with you guys. Um, I actually wrote it out just to make sure that it was succinct and um, because I have so much to say. You guys know I'm a writer and um if I don't give myself an outline, I will just be chatting it for chatting it up forever. So this week we're going to hear, we're going to listen, and we're going to talk about hearing God's voice. So last month we were touched by Corey Beth's word on feeling numb. This month we're going to take it a step deeper and talk about how we can get still to hear God's voice. In order to do that, we need to look at the word still as an action word. Right, We hear the word still and we already start feeling antsy. We think of it as um, I'm not going anywhere or it almost feels like you're going backwards when you're still. Psalm 46.10 says, be still and know that I am God. Exodus 14.14 14 says, the Lord will fight for you. You only need to be still. Even though it doesn't always feel like it, seasons we can slow down or even encounter a forced slowdown. In the stillness, action is occurring. God is working and ready to reveal things to us. So how can we hear God's voice? When we're constantly on the go, work, social commitments, friendships, families, hobbies, etc., we leave very little margin for stillness. We leave Again, stillness is an action word in the Bible, meaning a time that God is moving. Often God tries to get our attention, but we're too busy to notice. I can raise my hand on that. I'm very guilty of that. Maybe you can relate to this. In small pockets of downtime, you're listening to a sermon or a business training or a podcast or audio notes from friends. Don't get me wrong. These are all great things. However, these things can become a hindrance to hearing his voice and his guidance. It seems as though many of us, the only stillness that we get is being asleep at night. And I will say that God does reveal many things to us in our sleep and in our dreams, I believe, because sometimes that's the only time he can get us still. Um, okay. So what's the benefit of hearing from the Lord? Okay. Cause I know a lot of people think, well, I can just easily text my friend or text my therapist and I can just get advice from them. And guys, I, you know, I am a therapist. 
And it's great to be able to get advice from a therapist or advice from a friend, but it doesn't replace what God can give us. It doesn't replace um, that divine intervention. So having a direct connection to our Heavenly Father who knows us better than we know ourselves will save us so much heartache and deepen our understanding of His goodness. I know it feels easier to just call someone for instant guidance, but waiting on God guidance will help you skip the line in life in more ways than you can even imagine. So now I'm going to give you four um, little points on how we can actually hear God's voice. Number one, embrace the season that you're in. This season of limbo or feeling incomplete or even a desert season He has you in this drought for a reason, to bring you closer so that you can thirst and seek his word. He's purposefully pulled you out of a season of maybe hustle to get you still and available to hear his voice. These seasons of hibernation may feel long and grueling, but they're soul building. Okay, now... When I wrote my third book, Drawing the Line, How to Achieve More Peace and Less Burnout in Your Life, I talk about this. I love the analogy of hibernation. We use it in our homeschool, talking about the bears and the importance of hibernation in the winter time. Um, and I go into detail of that in that in that book. And I also share about the story, and this actually came up this week in our um Advent lesson. Every year we do an Advent lesson called Unearthing Wonder by the Peaceful Press. It's an awesome, awesome resource. Um, It's really for all ages. It can be for adults too. Um, We've done it the last three years and um, we hear about um, the story of um, when Elizabeth became pregnant and the angel Gabriel appeared to her husband. And because her husband had so much disbelief that she was actually pregnant, Gabriel muted him for the entire pregnancy. And I talk about that in my book as well, because I just love this story about sometimes God is literally trying to speak through someone to give us a message and we want to just ignore that message because maybe we think oh it's not directly from God or um how do I know it's of God and he actually laughed at the angel uh, because he was in so much disbelief that she was able to conceive and God muted him so I just think that's such a beautiful example as well of the importance of trusting, right? When we hear a message, when we hear a prophecy, when we hear um, something on our heart, maybe even ourselves, we feel like God's trying to tell us something is that we really lean into that and we investigate and we don't just brush it off. And I'm going to give some examples later on to you guys of that too. Um, But this week, the first day of our Advent study, I want to just read this to you because I just thought it was so so beautiful. Um, so what we've been doing is we've been going through different winter animals and how they um, sort of adapt to the elements. Some of them hibernate, some of them um, 
and I'll share right now what this one does. This is the painted turtle. And there's this little poem here. At the bottom of the pond, painted turtle has buried herself beneath the weight of frigid water, sealed with a layer of ice in a skin of snow. She has stilled herself, made herself so slow. For six months, she will not need to breathe. If she stayed busy, not still, the cold would actually kill her. Utterly quiet in her bed of mud, she will be safe if she waits. Waiting is her one work, and it's not easy. Sunk in deep stillness, she trusts that one day her world will warm again and that she will breathe again and swim free. The dark is not an end. It's a door. It's the way a new beginning comes. So after we read each of these poems, and this is from a book called All Creation Waits, The Advent Mystery of New Beginnings, and it goes along with that unearthing wonder um, Advent study. We go and we Google and we look for um, examples, like videos of this happening. And the kids were like, oh my God, the turtle's dead. Look how sad. She's dead. And I'm like, guys, she's not dead, but she doesn't breathe for six months. She's literally frozen in time. And she has to remain that way in order to come back to life. And it was the most beautiful thing to watch on the screen, to literally see like spring, like they did a time lapse and things are starting to turn green and she's starting like the, the ice and everything around her starting to melt. And slowly you see her basically come back to life. Um, and that's God's like, I love studying creation with the kids and studying nature because I feel like we, we feel connected and we see God everywhere, right? He has a purpose for that turtle and he has the same type of purpose for us. And sometimes there are seasons where we must remain quiet. We must remain still in order to survive. Um, and then there is a scripture verse, each um, lesson that goes along with the lesson. And this one is from 2 Corinthians 11.3. But I'm afraid that as the serpent deceived Eve by his craftiness, your minds will be led astray from the simplicity and purity of devotion to Christ. And this just reminded me again of the importance of stillness, the importance of um, turning off everything around us to just listen to God's voice because that's where Eve went wrong. She listened to the voice of others rather than listening to the voice of the Lord. Okay, so number two, while it's quiet, act in obedience, okay? Listen for those Holy Spirit nudges and follow his lead. The more you follow through, the more he will offer you opportunities to hear him. Share that verse that you have or that dream with your friend. Go up to an altar call that you feel God is pushing you to go to and expect to be blessed. Share an invitation and expect to be blessed eternally. So it could be an invitation for Spark, an invitation to have someone over to be able to talk about the Bible, whatever that might be. Um, something really cool that happened to me personally 
because three people I know were obedient and they could have just brushed it off, but three people um, had very specific dreams. One was in July, a next friend was in August, and the next one's in September. And the Lord put these specific dreams on their heart for them to share with me. And um, the funny thing is, I could have easily laughed at them. And in some ways, I sort of did because they seemed very far off. Um, But I was so grateful that these friends had the boldness to share these dreams with me because... God always reveals himself in time, right? We have to wait and we have to be patient to see what these things mean. And these three very specific dreams that were different in many ways from one another all meant the exact same thing, something that he has revealed to me and physically shown me over the last few months. Um, And someday I'll share with you guys like, exactly what those dreams are, but not right, not for today's sake. We're not going to get into the, and get, get into that. But, um, thank you. I'm like, thank you, Jesus, that these friends were all obedient. And that's happened to me before where I've had dreams and I've shared them with friends and it's been great confirmation for them for things that they were going through in their lives. Um, when I said altar call before, I wanted to quickly share this story with you because I think it's really important. Um, I felt the nudge to attend my dad's church with him uh, about probably about a month ago, maybe six weeks ago. And um, up until that point, over the last few months, I had really been struggling with the lie of I'm not a good mom. And it's something I've struggled with on and off um, for the last probably since becoming a mom, even before becoming a mom. I'm not qualified. You know, I think those of you who are moms can relate. Those of you who are not moms maybe can relate, who maybe want kids in the future or in other parts of your life to something similar, right? Just not feeling qualified. And it was a lie that had gotten very noisy over the last few months. And um, went to my dad's church and you know, it was a very good sermon. They had um, a guest, they had a guest speaker and a team from Bethel Church in Redding, uh, California. And they had an altar call at the end. And I wasn't planning on going up or anything, but I felt, I literally felt God whisper, just go up. And I didn't know why. So I went up and I'm there, I'm up there, I'm praying. And all of a sudden, a very young man, probably 23, 24 years old, um, from the Bethel team, came up behind me and started praying. And, you know, I'm not thinking anything of it. Um, And then he starts speaking in tongues. And then he puts his hand on my shoulder. And he starts saying out loud, God wants you to know you are an amazing mom. You were called to do this. You are like Hannah in the Bible, a mom to many. And he's going on and on and on. And this is a young, young man, I should say. I want to call him a young boy, a young man who knows nothing about me. I did not even have my wedding ring on because um, I've had an allergic reaction to it lately. So 
He didn't know I was married, like nothing. He knew absolutely nothing about me. And I start bawling my eyes out because he's going on and on about this role of motherhood that I'm in and how God is saying, I am qualified, I am called, and I am an amazing mom. No idea that I was even a mom. But in that moment, I was obedient, right? And that's the number two is while it's quiet, act in obedience. I'm always uncomfortable with um, like going up to altar calls or things like that, but God gave me that nudge and I felt like I needed to do it. And I went up in obedience and I received something so special. It was like God just washed all of this guilt and shame off of me. And um, ever since I've felt really, really changed. So when we act in obedience, he comes through and he reveals things to us, right? And sometimes it's through other people. Um, okay, so number three, resist the urge to fill time and space with noise. Listen for God when you're washing the dishes, you're washing your hair, you're, ba- you're bathing your babies, you're maybe rocking a sick child to bed. Wait and listen and he will reveal things to you. Limit input. Even find instrumental music to keep on. I had been counting down the days to travel to California for a five-day business retreat just a few weeks ago. I'd been looking forward to it for months, to getting to learn and receive information to push me ahead in my business. But God had other plans for me. Unexpectedly, I needed to stay home. And although I was disappointed, I knew it was exactly where he needed me. In those days that I missed the conference, he revealed, revealed several things to me I had been praying about recently. I didn't fill those days with alternate business trainings, which part of me was, um, I, I thought about it. I was like, maybe I'll just like try to go away for a few days, like, like go to my dad's barn and just like work on my business and um, do some writing. But I really felt him say, stay with the kids, stay with your family. Um, but I spent a lot, so I spent a lot of time outdoors with the kids where God showed me very clearly how he can speak even in the midst of the needs of my children, even in the midst of the chaos, of the crying, of them arguing back and forth. He showed me so much. I feel like my eyes had been opened in a way that if I had not been obedient and I had gone to California still, maybe I would not have received those revelations that I had here at home with my babies. Number four, our last point for today, calm the commitments. Allow for more white space in your life for the Holy Spirit encounters, to have Holy Spirit encounters with others. I used to take in any little bit of breadcrumbs of time and fill them with work. Now I put the phone down, and I allow the Holy Spirit to work for me. I've been able to invite people to church or invite people to Spark because I wasn't in a rush on the grocery store line or the playground or walking past my elderly neighbor's home. Someone else is waiting to hear God's loving confirmation through you. Allow for it. Okay, and now I want to share something with you guys. So speaking of commitments for 2024, we are going to be 
we are going to begin meeting for Spark, not monthly anymore, but we're going to be meeting quarterly. After running Spark for six months, it's been, I can't even tell you, it has been such a blessing for myself, for the other leaders, for all of the women who have come through. We've had over 300 women come through the doors. Um, We have just taken some time to really think about where we want this to go and thinking back to what our original initial plans were. And we want to encourage deeper friendships and community and allow time in everyone's schedule for this, okay? And by meeting monthly, I know it's you guys are busy because we're busy too. It's hard, you know, if we're all coming to Spark monthly and then we're also wanting to connect with others outside of it, it doesn't really give us a lot of time to do that. Um, even us as leaders... We found that the monthly meeting and then trying to connect as leaders um, together to socialize and fellowship, it's really, really hard to find that time um, in the other three weeks of the month. So by meeting as a large group quarterly, our off months, we're going to encourage you to connect for a one-to-one meetup or even as a small group with a few of you guys to go deeper in your faith together. This has been our goal all along. This, to be that flame, to set small sparks and watch you spread that light on your own. And as a group, we're ready for it. We've already heard stories of get-togethers, people getting coffee, moms with little babies getting together. I know one of the moms here with a newish baby, she's starting a monthly mom's um, breakfast. So once a month, they're going to have breakfast together and talk about the Bible and um, just meet as a smaller group. And these were women that had met at Spark. Some of them were strangers. They had never met before, met at Spark. And um, they've you know, gotten coffee separately and they're all now going to get together to be able to encourage one another and start raising the next generation of little leaders together. Like how cool is that? So we're going to give you time and space by meeting just four times a year. Um, So those off months, those two off months in between, we want to encourage you guys to start your own thing, whether it's a small group Bible study, um, because here's the thing, we break out into our small groups at Spark and we have some really great conversations, but I know a lot of people want to go deeper and we don't have the time um, in our Spark meetings to really do that, right? And also because we're mixing up the groups each week um, because we want you to meet different people and not be in the same group with the same people, um, there's just not that opportunity to go super, super deep, Um, It's also not therapy, um, so, you know, we have to be mindful of that. But when you can find your people, like we talked about two months ago in August, in, um, yeah, in August, was it August? No, in September, in October, we talked about finding your people and nurturing your people. Um, You can begin to have those small, intimate groups with conversations that go deep, and you can talk about those hard things. 
Personally, I'm in two other Bible studies each month where we can go deep and we can talk about things that are hard to talk about, maybe with um, bigger groups or people that are newer to us. So that is our plan. And again, if you have not been to Spark, we want to invite you. So make sure you reach out. I'll send you the link to sign up. Our next meeting is going to be January 12th, okay? We know that December is probably booked every Friday. I'm sure you already have booked um, between work stuff, holiday parties, Christmas parties, get-togethers. So we're going to meet January 12th, and we're going to have some fun, exciting things to do and to discuss. All right. I will talk to you all soon. Thanks for listening. Hey friends, make sure you subscribe so you can receive the latest episode automatically downloaded wherever you are listening to this show. We also read every single review. So make sure you let us know what you thought about today's episode by leaving a review. Love ya.